Hello news for morons, Friday the 3rd of February 2023, I'm Raymond Dare, at least I think it's Friday, it certainly feels like it. What was that chocolate bar we all used to eat in the 80s, the crunchy? Now, I didn't know I was going to be talking about this, but I've decided to reappraise the crunchy, or appraise it, because you have to reappraise it, that means I would have already have had to appraise it, which to my knowledge I don't think I have, at least not out loud anyway. Internally, maybe I'm constantly appraising uh, things, chocolate bars, chocolate biscuits, crisps. You know, you've got to keep on top of these things, haven't you? Now, if you're one of these people, it's a good start, Ray, it's a good start, keep going. <laughs> if you're one of these people who doesn't really think about the crunchy, maybe rate it, you know, say you'd had a tub of chocolate, all the chocolate bars left over from your selection boxes at, at Christmas, and you're putting it, you know, six or seventh behind the dairy milk, behind uh, the fudge, behind things like that. And people are thinking, I'd never put a, a crunch behind the fudge, Ray. What are you talking about, you madman? That's not even on the table. But if you are one of these people, I think you've got to nudge it up a little bit. Look, it's never going to overtake the Twix or the Galaxy, anything like that. But I had one the other day. Now, I looked at it and I thought, ah, the wrapper doesn't seem appealing, does it? Something about the colour. Maybe it does seem a little bit old-fashioned. Maybe it is something to do with that advert from the 80s where it was a man riding a chocolate roller coaster wasn't it singing um you know i'm so excited and uh but i had it and do you know what i really enjoyed it the honeycomb actually uh combined with the cup of tea uh, it was actually really nice really nice sensation uh it gets stuck in your teeth doesn't it for so yeah get to enjoy it for say five or ten minutes after you've finished the chocolate bar itself um so an underrated chocolate bar. Um, I'd like to revisit the ants versus humans debate because uh, I'll call it, he's a mate of man, but you know, I might upgrade him to a uh, co-creator, co-content um, provider. Because uh, he, he tends, you know, he has a lot of interaction. He sends me suggestions. 90% of the time I ignore them. But uh, for some reason, um, my brain did get stuck on this ants versus humans thing because he explained it to me. And um, it's been keeping him up at night. It's been keeping his, uh, you know, it's been keeping his his family worried about him basically because he's he's pacing up and down the halls on a nighttime, uh, creeping about. And uh, when they asked him, Dad, what's wrong? He said, I can't figure out this ants versus humans debate, and I need Raymond Dare's help to help me make sense of it all. And the way he explained it to me, I didn't understand it at all. So he explained it again, and I still didn't understand it. And then he explained it for the third time and I said, well, you know what, I still don't understand it, but I'm just going to go with what I think you're trying to say. And um, I think as far as I can tell, um, we're at war with the ants for an unspecified reason. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, but we're humans and you can separate, separate us out and let's concentrate on the ants. Now, the ants are the ants, but they have human brains, right, or human intelligence, uh, they're basically exactly like us. Uh, so you anthropomorphize them. That's a good word, isn't it? That means when you give some human qualities, I think. And uh, so they're basically human in little ant bodies. And his worry would be like, are they just going to carry on as ants? Or are they going to be like, wait, hey, fuck this for a game of soldiers. Like, I'm out the nest here. Like, I'm, I'm off skis. To which I directed him to the 1998 movie... Ants, starring Woody Allen. Um, K 
came out the same year as B Movie, um, which uh, if anybody's you know concerned about you know wants to apply this argument to bees, um, uh, it's just occurred to me that uh, ants. Uh, Ants movie and B movie have got a very uh, deep impact Armageddon vibe going on, haven't they? They have exactly the same plot and were released in the same year and people have probably heard of one over the other. I'd say that B movie is the one that you've heard of. That's the Armageddon in this scenario. And Ants is deep impact, what you've probably haven't heard of. So my advice to my mate is go and watch ants because they're just like anthropomorphic. There's that word again. It's a good word, isn't it? Um, ants. And basically what happens, they do, they go and they fuck off for a bit. They go and have a bit of fun. They leave the uh, the colony. And then they decide they end up coming back and uh, going into their career uh, as whatever the job they had in the ant colony. I can't remember now. I think they worked in some sort of fuck factory <laughs> because not my mate reckons that uh some ants they just have to have sex the mills and then they die so they, they have to have sex with the queen line up and die so whatever um i think they were they were in some sort of factory in the in the colony anyway and um you know i i could try to explain to him that look this is just a, a an alleg allegory an analogy or a metaphor or whatever for us we're the ants, aren't we? We're the ants in this scenario. So I think he's projecting his worry about ants onto human society, isn't he? Because uh, even though we think we have like individual um, thoughts and freedoms or whatever, we don't. We're part of a collective all, aren't we? We're ants. This is what we are. And we live in a big giant colony called Earth. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it means, in my mind, we have to take responsibility. You can take credit for what the human race has achieved, but you also have to take responsibility, don't you? So, well done, everyone. We made it to the moon. We went to the moon. Now, I know you probably weren't directly involved personally, but you're part of the human race. So you, you were, you did, you did it. Well done, everyone. And you climbed Mount Everest as well. What an achievement. Absolutely brilliant. But you did a couple of world wars and you did a global warming. Naughty humans. So you've got to take the blame as well as the credit, all right? Maradona scored that wonderful goal in the 1986 World Cup quarterfinals, didn't he? That solo goal where he took on the entire team. Yeah, well done, everybody. Because we provided the framework for that, didn't we? We invented football. We gave him that opportunity to do it. He's a human, we are, you know, from one ant to another. Well done. But then, but he, it was only after he handballed the first one in, wasn't he? Naughty human, so you have to take the blame for that as well. Whether you're an England fan or an Argentina fan, we're all human here. I've did nearly eight minutes. We're not doing any news today. Fuck the news. <laughs> it's Friday. I will give you a little bit of news, though. Just a warning. Gary Glitter's out of jail. He's been released. So lock up your daughters, lock up your wife, lock up your back door and run for your fucking life because Gary Glitter's out. Um. So if he's done the time, you know, he certainly did the crime, so 
you know, go and listen to uh, what's one of his songs. You want to be in my gang? Got. I mean, he was he was broadcasting it to the entire world, wasn't he? He was telling us all in plain sight what he was up to. Same with Jimmy Savile. If you've ever seen that Jimmy Savile documentary, he said all he ever says is, "I'm up court next Thursday. I'm up court next Thursday. My case comes up next week." I, I'm guilty, I'm committing crimes left, right and centre, why don't you listen to me, I'm telling you, in plain sight. <sighs> what else? Six Nations tomorrow. Don't know who's going to win, but I'll be supporting England. I like a game of rugby, I like to watch a game of rugby, although they're far too big. I think it would benefit if they took one player off the pitch now, because from when, how big players were in the 1970s, yeah, the they were smaller, so there was more space to run around in and score tries. The pitches have stayed the same size, but the players have gotten far too large and huge and humongous. They're like bred in a rugby laboratory now, so there's no space and everyone's too fast. So how many players on a rugby team? 15. Take one off, right? There's far too fucking many, 15. Take one off, have a bit of extra space, more tries, less kicking, more excitement. Fucking hell, rugby. I've been telling you for years, man. Why don't you answer my emails? Uh, what else? <laughs> Got about 30 seconds left. Ah, took a bit out of me, that there. What else is happening? Fuck all. Oh, yeah. There was a man, right? He's up court now. He went to Windsor Castle to kill the Queen, right? This was only, like, last year, right? He could have just let nature take its course, didn't he? He didn't have to go to Windsor Castle with a crossbow to kill the Queen. Like, you could see she was she was on the way out. Like, come on. You know, God rest the soul. Uh, that's it anyway. Right, see you later. Bye.